Wrestling is a paid program on 630 WLAP. This is the Tom Dupree Show on News Radio 630 WLAP and WLAP.com. Welcome to the camp. I guess you all know why we're here. My name is Tommy, and I became aware this year. If you want to follow me, you've got to play pinball. And put in your earplugs, put on your eye shades, you know where to put the cork. Sounds like the Teskey Brothers to me. That is the Teskey Brothers, yes. Dead on with that one. They come good. up with them. I've been listening to them for the last couple of weeks. They put out an album in August that's really uh, gotten some steam over the last couple of months. Yeah. Um, and uh, who would ever think that some uh, good old boys from Australia could play good vintage soul yeah. like this? And I, I've really been digging on them. So I thought it'd be kind of fun to share with you this morning. That's great. We got several things to talk about today. I want to start off with a psalm. Psalm number 30. I will extol thee, O Lord, for thou hast lifted me up and hast not made my foes to rejoice over me. O Lord, my God, I cried unto thee, and thou hast healed me. O Lord, thou hast brought my soul up from the grave. Thou hast kept me alive that I should not go down to the pit. That's the first three verses of Psalm 30. And many people are facing considerable difficulty. Um, They feel like they are circling the drain, having a tough time dealing with depression, physical illness, things like that. And this says in, in Psalm 30, O oh my God, I cried unto thee, and thou hast healed me. Can God heal? Does he care? That's the thing that I ask myself frequently in, uh, in my own mind. Uh, I, I re- uh, recite scriptures and memorize them and that sort of thing. And, um, I want to see God's healing power just as much as the next person. I believe that he has the ability to do so. But um, sometimes it seems like it takes time for things to work out properly. And um, it's frustrating. And 
if you are frustrated, if you're a person who tries to pray to God and ask him for help and you don't see him helping you immediately, it's okay to be frustrated. It's okay to tell him, where are you? You know, I've trusted in you. Where are you? Now, you also have to try to do all the other things that you can do to improve your situation. The, the human things, we, we can't just put it all in God's hands and say, well, that's it. We're not trying anything else. If, if you have some illness, um, you should go to the doctor, make sure you're your body's functioning properly, that kind of thing. But, um, you know, ultimately our strength and our source is from God. And it's okay if we ask him, where are you? Why don't you seem to show up in time for, for what I'm needing you for? Go ahead. Good morning. Morning. You know, it's interesting that, that that topic would pop up. And one of the things going into a new year is I think you are a bit more reflective on, well, hopefully, because I think with a reflection you get improvement mm -hmm. for the next year and, and kind of markers that you want to shoot for. Um, and, and health is definitely at the top of both of our list from a um, – a lot spiritual health, physical health, all of it. Um, right. So it's a good idea. It's a good week to sort of do some inventory and figure out where you are. Yeah. With the physical, mental, spiritual, all of it. Yes. It's important. And it can change your life. You even uh, uh, really getting some, getting some, um, just something as simple as going to the doctor and getting some blood work. And yeah. finding out that your levels of vitamin D are down. Yeah. Because all those levels um, can really affect things on down the road. That's you, right. You can open the door to disease with if your levels aren't right for certain things and um, immune issues and everything else. Right. But it's something we're both, I'm passionate about, and um, we're both really trying to give it our best shot. Yes. In 2020. Okay, here's an article. Our nation diverse and divided. The Wall Street Journal poll looks back at 30 years of change. Since 1989, the Wall Street Journal and NBC News have asked Americans about the nation, the economy, and leaders. Two themes emerge over that time. Increasing acceptance of social changes, such as greater diversity in different lifestyles and a greater political polarization driven in part because of those changes. In its broadcast test of the national mood, the poll has asked whether the nation is headed in the right traction or gone off the wrong track. Um, let's see this thing. In the 1990s, the first journal NBC News poll found America worried about the crack cocaine epidemic, but otherwise in an upbeat mood with the favorable views of President George H.W. Bush and confidence that the nation was on the right course.
By the end of the decade, the president, a president had been impeached, setting the stage for a more partisan era. Mr. Bush's approval rating rose to 85% in early 1991 amid his leadership of the Persian Gulf War, which pushed Saddam Hussein's Iraq out of neighboring Kuwait. Even 76% of Democrats approved of the Republican president. Americans were enjoying a moment of national unity before an era of growing partisanship. Increasingly, presidents would draw low support from members of the opposing party. Americans at the start of the decade were confident that life would be better for their children's children. The Republican Party had a more favorable image than the Democrat Party in 1994, as voters rebuked President Bill Clinton and gave the GOP, led by Newt Gingrich, majority control of the House of Representatives for the first time in 40 years. The image of both parties would tarnish by the early 2000s, with voters, voters holding a net negative view of both in recent years. The poll identified the values of hard work, patriotism, and religion, as well as having children, as most important to Americans. In the coming decades, a younger generation would hold patriotism, religion, and having children in lower regard while placing higher value on community involvement. And I think that's something we see with kids our age, that, that kids are the age of our age, kids. Not as much of a support for for marriage and uh, patriotism and having children. I don't know about that. I mean, some some aspects of it, I think that it's it's still kid-specific. I mean, yeah. there's a, a boy that we know that's a friend with one of our sons who graduated college in two and a half years and is working in Washington. And he pounded the streets for a political candidate and won the whole campaign committee um, award for the most doors knocked to, yeah. to get a candidate elected. So I think they're still out there. Um, I just, it's definitely a different generation. Um, there are a lot of good things, I think, that will come out of the generation that maybe we don't see yet. Yeah. The 2000s, political division and fears of terrorism became durable features of life as America moved into a new decade. The election of the first black president reflected the nation's growing diversity and acceptance of social change. In 2000, fewer than half of Americans approved of women having a career while they also had children at home. By 2018, more than three quarters would approve of working mothers. Moreover, half of working women in 2018 said they were their family's primary wage earner up from 37% two decades later, earlier. Amid these changes, one thing remained constant. The share of women saying they were treated unequally by men or faced gender discrimination at work. Well, what do you, I mean, that's, they could have the whole thing and there'd still be something wrong with it. Oh, and, stop. I, I, you know, we were having this conversation in the car last night. There's some places that that women still can have the impact that men can. Yeah. It and will that ever change? Is it the woman that's approaching the situation? You know, I I don't have the answer, but it's certainly 
um, you know, safety in numbers. When there are more women in the workplace, you're going to have um, more acceptance. Yeah. That you know, you just almost don't have a choice when there. If there's one woman and eight men, yeah, they, it's a little tougher. But when you got three women and eight men, you got a better shot. So right. I'm not an advocate of of bemoaning what is not. I'm an advocate of trying to move forward and and make things better. So I don't I don't like talking about see what you can do, not what's wrong. Right. Growing acceptance of gay marriage was one of the fastest moving social trends in American history. In 2003, one third of Americans favored same sex marriage. By the time the Supreme Court legalized gay marriage in all states in 2015, support had grown to 60%. Support for, gay, for same sex marriage rose in tandem with Americans saying they knew someone who was gay or lesbian. In 2015, 65% of people who said they knew a gay or lesbian person also supported legalized marriage compared with 38% who said they did not know someone who was gay. Stay with us. You're listening to the Tom Dupree Show, News Radio 630 WLAP. June. Crisis on the border. 2019. No crisis. China. Fears of a trade war. Socialism. Crazy birdie. Iran made a big mistake. Welcome to 2020. I asked President Obama not to endorse. News Radio 630 WLAP. Hi, this is Tom Dupree Jr. What does a good financial advisor do? Perhaps it comes down to asking the right questions instead of having all the answers. For instance, should I take Social Security now or later? Am I really ready to retire? Is my money invested properly to pay me an income during retirement? These are a few of the questions that might come up in your discussion with a financial advisor. Good questions are what a financial advisor may be able to help you with. You will come up with the answers on your own. If you're not sure about some of these things and need a sounding board, call Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400 for a complimentary appointment. Also, you can listen to the Tom Dupree Show on Saturdays at 7 a.m. at News Radio 630 WLAP. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400. 630 WLAP. Welcome you back to the Tom Dupree Show. John Short, welcome to the show. Thank you, Tom, for great American. Thank you. Ready for a biggie today, which is bigger than the college football playoffs. Much bigger than that. Kentucky-Louisville? Yes. What are we going to win by? Five biggins. You think so? Yes. This is much more game, much better game than the Louisiana State, Oklahoma game was Louisiana State would crush them and Clemson would crush Ohio State because Ohio State cannot handle Clemson. Oklahoma cannot handle Louisiana State. Our game might be a much better game to yeah. see than those other games. You think so? I know so. Okay. I trust you. Okie dokie. And I don't know when the, Republic, I don't know the Senate get the thing from the House of Representatives. They're just saying just, just when – Republicans get the thing, just ignore that. Don't have a trial. Just go on as business as usual. Just ignore it? Yep. I don't think they can do that, John. I think they have to have a trial. That's how they impeach the entire Democratic Party. 
Get rid of all of them. That's right. Why not? Why not? That's the best great thing to do. Because those those feature hearings are are fake anyway, not real hearings. Yeah, they were fake. Yeah. Well. And uh, I I believe everybody for Kentucky today is going to have a big game, not just one player. I think everybody have a big game. We need to have a basketball game. Kentucky basketball. Everybody, everybody have over fifty assists. Who do you think will do, score the most points, Maxie? Probably, probably, probably Maxie or Hagens or yeah. quickly, or maybe Sixteen or maybe Richards or Washington. Yeah. Maybe Richards or yeah, Montgomery. Yeah, we know we need everybody to step up real well against Louisville. Right. Well, okay. Hey, we need to make over fifty assists. That has never happened in college basketball history for any team. Well, let's see if we can do it today. Okie dokie. All right, John. We'll talk to you. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Americans have been divided by party over same-sex marriage, abortion rights, and free trade. Sharp divisions also emerged on two other issues, climate change and gun rights. (coughs) Excuse me. Both would... would carry increased emotion and importance in later elections. Democrats and independents registered greater urgency over the course of two decades in addressing climate change. Among Republicans, urgency declined. Political divisions grew amid the Tea Party in President Obama's election and later the election and impeachment of Donald Trump. This happened in the 2010s. The Affordable Care Act put health care at the center of political debate. Mass shootings at schools, a nightclub, and an outdoor concert in Las Vegas drove the debate over guns. While Americans gathered less often at places of worship, they increasingly met online. By 2019, about 30% of people ages 18 through 34 reported playing a multiplayer video game such as Fortnite. An even larger share said they had used a dating app. Voters became more open to electing people from minority groups to public office. More than half of Americans said they were comfortable with the nation's growing diversity and that they are tolerant of different lifestyles, gender roles, and cultures. But social change also creates divisions. Others dissented, driving partisan divides. While three-quarters of Democrats say they were comfortable with social change, fewer than one-third of Republicans agreed. Americans were also divided over the state of race relations. The view among African Americans grew particularly negative after a high-profile string of police shootings of unarmed African Americans and a clash between white supremacists and their opponents in Charlottesville, Virginia. While Democrats overwhelmingly said race relations had turned negative under President Trump, Republicans held a more positive view. Overall trust in the news has held steady. What do you think about that? Oh, that's a can of worms, don't you think? Yeah. I mean, it's, um, I think that, that the uh, Obama being elected president was a great thing for for the African-American race, 
Mm-hmm. It was a step for forward. those people. Right. It would stop. But it was a st- it was a step forward. But at the same time, it changed the dynamics dramatically. Yeah. Um, and I, I mean, like I say, it's a can of worms. Yeah. It's a complete, it seemed like race relations got a little bit worse after he was elected instead of better. Yeah. It seemed that way. Yeah, it did seem that way. And I'm not black, so I can't, I can't speak to that part of it, but it just from a, and, you know, you also, we always talk about how the media um, kind of toys with things. That could, some of it could have been a, a, a media putting a certain perception out um, that's affecting my opinion. So. Right. I don't know. But I, I'm, not, I'm not diving down that hole. <laughs> you know, the other thing, when you were talking about um, George Bush... It seemed like there were uh, more across party line relationships yeah. with with the second George Bush. Um, it didn't right. seem quite as contentious as it is now. But what I was thinking is now we realize that that George Bush is maybe not he is a little more towards the left yeah. than the right, right with some of the things that have come out since then. So it's easier sure. to be bipartisan when you get share, along with them when you get along with them and share views with them yeah um and and you know what i don't necessarily think that's a bad thing i do okay well why do you think it's a bad thing because i think a conservative should be conservative you know and, you you sound like john short <laughs> yeah well i am john short i'm john short's radio voice yeah yeah you know anyway an expanded version yeah yeah Recent news years have been time of strong economic growth with unemployment among many groups hitting record lows and stock markets hitting record highs. One result, at the same time Americans say the nation is on the wrong track, more also see it landed as a land of opportunity where anyone, regardless of his or her background, can succeed. All right. You're listening to the Tom Dupree Show. Stay with us. It's News Radio 630 WLAP. Come for podcasts what i wore when each week i'm sitting down with a woman i find fascinating to talk about what she wore during a pivotal moment in her life i'm allison roman and this is what i wore when i interviewed at bon appetit hey this is tiffany Thiessen. i'm zoe deutsch i'm amanda seals i'm erin andrews hey there i'm bellamy young and today i'm going to talk about what i wore when i auditioned for scandal Hi, this is Tom Dupree, Jr. What does a good financial advisor do? Perhaps it comes down to asking the right questions instead of having all the answers. For instance, should I take Social Security now or later? Am I really ready to retire? Is my money invested properly to pay me an income during retirement? 
These are a few of the questions that might come up in your discussion with a financial advisor. Good questions are what a financial advisor may be able to help you with. You will come up with the answers on your own. If you're not sure about some of these things and need a sounding board, call the Pre-Financial Group at 859-233-0400 for a complimentary appointment. Also, you can listen to the Tom Dupree Show on Saturdays at 7 a.m. at News Radio 630 WLAP. That's the Pre-Financial Group at 859-233-0400. In Hawaii, rescue crews have recovered the bodies of six people on board a tour helicopter in Kauai that went down. One person still missing. That search resuming later this morning. ABC's Will Carr is on the island of Kauai. At this point, authorities do not believe that anybody survived. The helicopter set out to see Hawaii's remote, majestic views and was supposed to return at sunset, but never arrived. The crash set off an intense search involving multiple agencies, including the Coast Guard. They were battling rain and fog and poor visibility. The death toll in Somalia is expected to rise. At least 76 people were killed when a truck bomb exploded near a security checkpoint in the nation's capital early today. No one has claimed responsibility. A winter storm causing problems as it sweeps across the country. Alerts now posted in 16 states. It comes as millions of travelers are hitting the road and heading to airports to return from the holidays. I'm Michelle Franzen, ABC News. Weekend is off and running on a cloudy note across the area today, but it's all eyes on your Sunday forecast. A lot of water is on the way to central and eastern Kentucky with heavy rain and thunderstorms in the forecast. Low 60s this afternoon with that mostly cloudy sky. We'll see a scattered shower or thunderstorm arriving this evening. The heaviest rains, though, wait until Sunday and Sunday night. Even some strong thunderstorms. Many of us will see a general one to three inches of rain during that time. That could create some flooding issues. Temperatures again in the low 60s, colder and drier weather on Monday. From the WKYT First Alert Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Chris Bailey on your official weather station, News Radio 630 WLAP. Broadcasting live 24 7 from the heart of Big Blue Nation, this is News Radio 630 WLAP, an iHeart Radio station. Americans are always on the move. They're in the car, at the office, working around the house. Americans refuse to sit still. So how do you connect with all of these moving targets? Easy, with radio. Radio reaches 93% of Americans every week, more than Google, Facebook, even television. Because hey, who has the time to sit and watch TV? So when you want to connect with all those constantly moving adults, teens, and millennials, get to iHeartMedia.com and put AMFM radio to work for your company. Haul packages for a living? A gas-powered Mercedes-Benz Sprinter delivers. Transport people? A Sprinter van with 0% financing is a five-star idea. If food delivery is your thing, then a gas Sprinter caters to you. And if you're a general contractor, the Sprinter with 0% financing nails it. With innovation, safety, and technology, Sprinter is built for you. And it's built for your bottom line with 0% financing. The Mercedes-Benz Sprinter, starting at just $33,790. And for a limited time with IRS Section 179, you could be eligible for up to a $25,000 tax deduction. Gas engine, 0% financing, and a possible tax deduction? Now that's a Sprinter that delivers. Mercedes-Benz. Vans. Born to run. MSRP excludes all options, taxes, title, registration, transportation, charge, and dealer prep fee. Options, model availability, national dealer price may vary. See dealer for details about costs and terms. Only valid on 2018 or 2019 Mercedes-Benz Sprinter vans, excluding cap chassis. Qualified commercial customers only. Financing offer valid through January 2, 2020. Consult your tax advisor. For more information, limits may apply. Visit mbvans.com. 630 WLAP.
Back on the Tom Dupree Show. How can I tell if an annuity is a good deal? Opinion. Expensive is not always bad, and cheaper is not always better. Now, in full disclosure, at Dupree Financial Group, we don't recommend annuities to our clients. So uh, it's not usually what we're pitching somebody, but people do get pitched annuities a lot. We don't pitch anything, actually. Yeah. If you want to get ourselves. No. We pitch ourselves. Right. Um, the annuity I just bought guarantees me 5% return for the next 10 years and 5% of the accumulation at that time, I'll be 75 for life, and if I die early, my wife gets the 5% for as long as she lives, and if we both die before I'm 95, the payments continue to my kids. I understand how expensive the fees in some annuities can be, but why should I care about the fees when I'm getting guarantees in return? Expensive is not always bad, just as cheaper is not always better, but fees do matter. Ideally, what you get is worth what you pay. That is the case for any purchase. Your example is a good one to illustrate the cost of guarantees. Your contract does not guarantee a 5% return. It guarantees a 5% increase to an accumulation value that can only be used if converted to a lifetime payment. That 5% is not guaranteed return either. It is merely how the lifetime payment is calculated. The payment is 5% of that accumulation value. Uh, you know, one thing about the whole, we've talked so many times on this annuity thing. Um, there, there are no two, there are so many different kinds of annuities with so much fine print um, that your eyes roll back in your head and you're never completely sure what you're being placed into or what you're being sold. Uh, last night we were, rare time we had local television on. Yeah. And uh, an ad came on that said, convert your 401k to a safe, you know, protect, go with this safe method of investing and all this. Yep. Kind of. Anytime you see somebody 
guaranteeing or calling something safe, your radar needs to go off like right. crazy. That's right. You need to really question it. And it, as Mike said, I don't know if it was last week or the week before, dig deeper. Ask yep. five questions. Keep asking question after question and really uncover what it is that you're getting. You can't, as, as one of your... <laughs> One of your quotes from one of our advertising campaigns years ago said, don't trust, what is it, something to the goodwill of others? Do you yeah, remember don't what? Don't trust th- your investment results to the goodwill of others. You, you, you've got to be, it's like in, in medicine as well. When you go to the doctor, you've got to ask questions. You've got to dig deeper. You've got to be your own advocate in investing as you are in any other area of your life. And you've got to look out for your own best interest. And even with us, we love right. questions. We love it when people come in and ask a lot of questions because then they are getting educated. With that education, they're empowered. And uh, when you're empowered, it, it just it, that's it needs to be that way. Right. To determine your return, look at the cash flow. Say someone promises you 3% interest and you hand them $100. They will give you $3 back, but then they don't pay you another penny. You would not say your deal paid you a 3% return, would you? No, you would say you lost 97%. Likewise, when looking at these annuity contracts, consider how much you give the company and how much comes back. Let's say you put in $100,000, compounding at 5%. In 10 years, the accumulation value is $162,900. Your payment begins at 5% of that or $8,144 a year for as long as you or your wife is alive with a minimum of 20 payments. This type of payout arrangement is a joint life, 20-year certain immediate annuity. There are other kinds of payout arrangements, but the cash flow approach approach to determining the return still works for all of them. Running an online search, $162,900 can buy a joint life, 20-year certain immediate annuity for a couple at your age 75 and your wife's age 73 that pays $10,572. If interest rates are higher when you turn 75, the payout will be even more. But your payout from your annuity will not. You are essentially buying your payments now. Remember, you can't get your hands on the $162,900, only the actual balance of the investment. Due to the fees, the cash available balance is likely to be less than $162,900. What are the odds that your investment will grow faster than 5%? Typically, the odds are poor because most contracts restrict how aggressive you can be and saddle the investment fund with fees usually over 3%. I've seen some fee schedules over 5%. To get an 8% growth rate, you would have to be aggressive and do well. Um, so recap that because those are a lot of... of um, directives yeah recap that it it doesn't keep up with inflation necessarily you're locked in and tied up for a period of years you cannot get your principal correct yeah so if you had an emergency 
that you needed a hundred thousand dollars for and you were getting x amount of months to cover your living expenses you couldn't get to that money correct it's tied up it's tied up and you're locked in that's right if you did get to it there would be a significant penalty can't get to it you can't get to it period because some of them once again here we go again depending on what kind of annuity some of them variable annuities you can get to your money you can get to with penalty yeah but that's a different how many different kind of annuities are there let's say and what are they variable Variable annuities uh fixed annuities and immediate annuities okay and there's fine print with all of those yeah and it it looks like you're signing a mortgage, right? The sort of the, the, more. the the thickness it's even more paperwork yeah. than signing a mortgage. Um, so essentially, th- with this particular one you're talking about, you you're locked up. You cannot get to your money even if you're willing to pay a penalty. Right. Okay. So that's in exchange for the monthly money, and then when the um, when both spouses die. If they die early, it could go away. All that money goes away. Yeah. And it doesn't go to their heirs. It can't pass on. It just evaporates to the insurance companies. That's true. Right. So who benefits most? The insurance company. Once again, and and why do the insurance companies benefit? Because that's the way it works. Because they're in the business of making money. Yes. Correct. That, That is, I mean, we own insurance companies, stock, stock and insurance companies that pays yeah. a nice dividend. Yes. There's a reason the insurance company stock is good. And there's a reason, it, pay, it, reason it pays a good That's dividend right. is they make money. And they make money on things like annuities. Yeah. So which side of the equation would do you, you rather be, be on? Do you want to own stock in the company that's riding the annuity or do you want to do the annuity itself? Yeah. I'd rather own stock in the company. Stay with us. You're listening to the Tom Dupree Show, News Radio 630 WLAP. Socialism. Free everything. July. Mr. Mueller. Cannot bring a charge. No collusion. 2019. Vice President Biden, you're just Sleepy like person. Jeffrey Epstein. AOC plus three. Welcome to 2020. Dark force. News Radio 630 WLAP. I'm Tom Dupree, Jr. Your retirement investment portfolio is too important to be managed by a one-size-fits-all menu of mutual funds or annuities at the other end of an 800 number or a website. Dupree Financial Group is local, right here on Main Street in Lexington. We specialize in individually managed, not mass-produced investment accounts. If you have a 401k or IRA, we can handle the rollover for you and generally have your money ready to invest within 10 to 12 business days. We design an individual account just for you, our client. Once your plan is implemented, we try to meet with you twice a year to review your plan and make changes if needed. This ensures that any concerns or questions you may have about your money are answered in a timely fashion. Call Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400 for a free review and be sure to listen to Tom Dupree on the weekends at News Radio 630 WLAP. 630 WLAP. Back on the Tom Dupree Show. Guess what? Millionaires support a wealth tax on other millionaires. 
A significant majority of millionaires support a wealth tax for people with fortunes greater than $50 million, according to a new CBNC poll, CNBC. But the poll suggests the well-heeled like a wealth tax only when it applies to richer millionaires, not to them. 59% of millionaires said they would get behind a U.S. tax on wealth of over $50 million. <coughs> Excuse me. That's the threshold above which a Democratic candidate, Elizabeth Warren, wants to levy a 2% tax. Her proposed tax would rise to 6% on wealth over $2 billion. And rival Bernie Sanders has proposed a wealth tax of his own on a net worth over $32 million. About half of wealthier millionaires, those with $5 million or more, oppose Warren's proposed tax, according to the CBNC poll, CNBC poll. And support among all millionaires declines for a wealth tax with a lower threshold of $10 million, with 48% opposed to it. Meanwhile, most millionaires said they already pay their fair share to the IRS. Most people who are worth $10 million or less don't feel wealthy, even though they are relative to the population, says George Walper, president of Spectrum Group, which conducts CNBC's biannual survey of people with investable assets of a million dollars or more. And so they feel they should not be penalized. But they do think that most people worth $50 million or more are wealthy and should pay more. So it's always the other guy that I don't need to be paying, but he needs to be paying. It's like children. Yeah. <laughs> Not me. No, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. It's you. You. You do it. You do it. It's. Uh, right. That's real. That's sort of. I. I having not read the article myself i can't uh i don't really get where it's all coming from but uh of course you're going to want the other guy to pay more taxes right this is how retirees live on a million dollars for most the word millionaire the term coined in the 18th century calls to mind images of lavish wealth and extravagant lifestyles Simply having this much money once represented a ticket to life on easy street. These days, thanks to inflation, cost of living increases, and lifestyle changes, retiring on a million dollars isn't as carefree. It now requires smart budgeting to ensure this nest egg lasts for a retiree's remaining years. Well, you don't know how long you're going to live. Right. You don't know, depending on how you're, that's why it's so important to know how you're invested. Because, right. uh, you know, the million dollars can last a lot longer if you're invested in something that's paying an income off of the principal. Um, and <coughs> you're not eating up your principal <coughs> or living beyond your means. Right. You got to stay. A lot of times when people come in and visit with Dupree Financial Group, um, that's one of the first things that that Mike and the guys go over with him with them is uh, what, what do you, what are you spending money on? And it's just the basic questions, you know, the housing, the car, the insurance, the, um, and they kind of get a snapshot view on what kind of uh, monthly income they need. And then they take a look at the, um, how much principal they've got, what they've got invested. And, you know, sometimes people come in thinking that they can they can uh, 
squeeze juice out of a turnip. You know? Right. <laughs> and we, they have to tell them that no, uh, it's you're going to have to work a little longer, or no, yeah. you're going to need to get another job and supplement your income a little bit because right. you can't live with. But that's what we do. That's how we help people. Yeah. Is we help them see how far they can make their money go. And uh, if they can't, I mean, living off a million dollars, if you're not diving into the principal, is is doable if, you're, if your budget's in line. Right. Your budget has to be in line. But you can't, you can't be in gross stocks and ride the stock market up and down and have quite as... Um, Tech stocks. Stop. There, that's an inside joke. It, yeah, when we first got married and Tom was still in equities, um, one of the first things that he put me in were tech stocks, which you made money on. Right, that didn't go so well. Yeah, you you actually made money on those. Okay, all right. The, uh, the, you know, tw- don't even let's not even let's not even go there. Anyway, getting back to what we're doing nowadays, which yeah. is a wiser, more mature. Um, form of of business for Tom Dupree Jr. Um, anyway, come talk to us, and we can we can get more into how we can help you make a million dollars or or less, depending on what your budget is. Work for you in yeah. retirement. One technique is to purchase an immediate annuity. Which no, could, no, no. That's a terrible I transition know, from it, what we what were just talking. Well, which, don't read it like that. <laughs> which converts the retiree's lump sum into a guaranteed monthly paycheck for the remainder of his or her life. That is a headline that he is he is reading to introduce yeah. the next Another story. is to invest the money in a standard portfolio, typically one diversified with mutual funds, stock, and bond investments, then withdraw a fixed percentage of that portfolio. With us, we just mainly put it in stocks. That pay dividends. That are well researched. Yeah. By our team, um, to make sure they fit the profiles of. We don't use outside research. We do all our own research, uh, so that it all fits the profile of our portfolio. Yeah. I think Tom just took a mental break or something. Did I? Yeah. Look, it's kind of. Taxes in retirement, how all 50 states tax retirees. Retirees relocate for lots of different reasons, from the weather to proximity to grandchildren. Moving from a pricey part of the country to one with low housing prices could also lower your expenses and make your retirement savings last longer. But as you consider the cost of living in potential retirement destinations, don't overlook the impact of state taxes on your bottom line. Um, that was one of the things that worked really well for you in your early career when you lived in Texas. Would you talk about that? Was Texas didn't have any state tax, right? It made a huge difference in your it did your income, didn't it? It made a big difference. Yeah, how much? I mean, what dollar wise? Say if you made a hundred thousand dollars a year, how much difference does having no stack state income About tax? Six thousand bucks. Six thousand on a on a hundred thousand versus Kentucky. Yeah, that I mean that over the years that can add up, and then the the other side of it does Florida still not have any death? They tax? don't have any. Uh, they don't have a. Uh, they don't have a income tax either. 
Is that right? Yeah. So do they make up? They make up the revenue with um, sales tax, sales taxes and, and hotel taxes and things like that. Because Florida is such a big tourist state. Right. That that would make that would be a little bit harder for Kentucky to do with yeah. when it's well, it's beautiful. It's been beautiful this week, hasn't it? Yeah. Hadn't had to feel the need to run down to Florida to get warm. The Bluegrass State exempts Social Security benefits from state income taxes, plus up to $31,110 per person of a wide variety of retirement income, including public and private pensions and annuities. Income that exceeds that exemption will face a 5% flat tax, as well as local taxes, which average 2.8%, 2.08%, according to the Tax Foundation. A 6% sales tax is imposed in Kentucky at the state level. Homeowners 65 and older qualify for a homestead provision that exempts parts of the value of their property from state taxes. It's one of Kiplinger's top 10 most tax-friendly states for retirees. That's Kentucky. Interesting. That is interesting. I never would have guessed it. Yeah. I wouldn't have either. And then they have... Uh, or New Hampshire as uh, as one of the uh, top places to retire. Why in the world? That sounds like that would be, I mean, from a... Residents of yeah. the Granite State pay no taxes on Social Security benefits, pensions, or distributions from their retirement plans. That's New Hampshire. Yeah. There is no sales tax either, so you can shop to your heart's content. So where does their income come from? The state income. I don't know. Because you eliminate sales tax. You eliminate all those other taxes. Right. It's a teeny little state, but they yep. still need to have income. That it is. I'm not sure. Well, that's that's something we'll, we might we'll need to get that. back, let the listeners, get back to the listeners and let them know. But if you're hearing anything that makes sense, give us a call at 233-0400. Um, We'd like to sit down with you and talk about your retirement savings and help you to navigate the treacherous waters. Potentially of, treacherous waters. Yeah, potentially treacherous waters of retirement investing. And give you kind of a snapshot of, of what possibly could be. Right. Educate, guide, and empower you so you can live an enjoyable life in retirement. That's right. So... Philip Sexton is in the house. We're going to do the next hour with him. How you doing? I'm doing great. Just woke up about uh, about an hour ago, so I'm, I've got the juices flowing. I'm ready to roll. Good. You didn't realize the mic would be hot the minute you hit the door, though, did you? Hey, that's, that's how I like it. All right. Jump on that horse and run. We'll be back after the rake. You've been listening to the Tom Dupree Show. Yeah, there you 630 go. 630 WLAP. That's it. They got something to say. They can't be carried or be carried away. But it takes bricks and mortar.